Today's program was brought to you by craftbeer.com, dedicated to small and independent U.S. craft brewers. For more information, visit craftbeer.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Good evening and welcome to Foment About It on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. <laughs> My name is Chris Kuzmi. And I'm Rachel Jacobs. And Mary's off on a work trip far, far away. We are your co-hosts on this journey of all things fermented. Hosted on, uh, sorry, posted on uh, <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Dot org. Dot well. org. Dot org. Yeah. The dot com feeds to the dot org, but we like the dot org better because uh, you know, we're crunching. We, are, we are, are an organization, yeah. Yes, uh, and and holy crap, what an amazing weekend. We finally got through the first weekend of New York City Beer Week, and it was incredible. We've been, been very excited leading up to this because uh, we held the first ever uh, New York City Fermentation Festival okay. of its kind. I mean, there, uh, Zachary Shulman uh, has Ferment Ferment, which is an annual uh, ferment. It's kind of a potluck. It's a potluck uh, fermentation festival, which is really super cool. And actually, they're celebrating their 10th anniversary this year. Ooh. So that's going to be cool and pretty special. But Lots Z- of that coming up. I, I bring his name up uh, because I, I want to give a huge shout out to him and the whole team that helped make the Fermentation Festival groovy. And that was uh, Cheryl Passwater, uh, Zachary Shulman, uh, myself, and John LaPala, who helped organize the homebrewers for it. Um, we benefited JustFood.org. And the people who made it possible uh, were the New York City Brewers Guild. We kind of piggybacked on, on uh, the evening event. But both events were incredibly successful also made possible by the event team uh, Starfish Junction. Oh, they're fantastic. They are amazing. And uh, Andy Calamano is just uh, just amazing. Uh, just so on the ball. He made it everything, everything very easy for all of us to kind of execute this thing. I finally threw the party I always wanted to go to, but I was so busy running around organizing and doing things that I didn't get to experience it. Uh, but I hope to uh, be able to share a lot of these vendors with, uh, with our with our listeners over the next year. Oh, yeah. Um, so we had a couple of them uh, leading up to the show, and we hope to have a follow-up afterwards with a lot of their uh, We absolutely guests. will. Yeah. Uh, we, we tried to... to uh we tried to record our 200th episode at it, but there were too many things going on, too many things to, to handle. So Too busy organizing. Too busy organizing. Anyway, it was totally fun, but we're here we are. Now we're at day four of New York City Beer Week. You can go to nycbeerweek.com to find out more information about what is happening this week. It's kind oh, of it's insane. it's a lot. It's a lot. There's also an app for that, Rachel. Did you know there's an app for I that? I did not. Tell me it's more about this. Oh, this app. It was made uh, by uh, by Avi Mobile, A-V-A-I Mobile, um, and it's go to nycbeerweek.com. You can apply for the app, or you can go to, to just any app store and get it. But it has a calendar of events. It has uh, you know upcoming events. Uh, it has all of the different things happening. All the all the key uh, the key events among them was the fermentation festival, the opening bash, uh, the simul tap with the smash stuff, and then there's actually something going on called the Rupert's Cup. Uh, it is the third year of the Rupert's Cup award, and uh, 
basically. You Tell vote us a bit for, about that. You yeah. vote for your favorite New York City brewery, or in the past it's been people out of New York City as well. But so far, the only Rupert's Cup winners have been from Long Island City. So, you know, a little bit of self-interest here. Let's keep this thing in Long Island City. Keep the Rupert's Cup in Long Island City. Don't care which Long Island City brewery you vote for. But, are, are you quali- can you, are you qualified yet? I am not qualified yet, but uh, thanks for bringing that up. Very exciting times for Fifth yeah, Hammer. Yeah, so what's happening with Fifth Hammer? I hear you guys are uh, making your way. <laughs> Slowly but surely. But it's all the fun stuff now. So we got the bones in. We have floors again. Like I talked about last week, tomorrow they're coming in to coat the floors. But uh, uh, we did a – we got our – bar kind of organized we ended up falling into like these these late 1800 bluestone slate slabs that were once a sidewalk for a school in mount vernon and uh our friend is an architect and he was on the site he was like yeah we have to take these up because they're not to code we got to fix it for this for the kids and uh nobody wants these do you want them so we hopped in a van we got them they are so heavy they're so intense dude it's <laughs> concrete insane. heavy i didn't well, bluestone <laughs> new york state bluestone uh and and actually, there's a story behind that. A lot of the New York State bluestone uh, that you, that you see on sidewalks and all that, mm-hmm. a lot of that was was uh, you know quarried uh, to make way for the waterways or for, coming from the Catskills for New York State. So there's kind of a story in there where the reason mm-hmm. that bluestone slate might exist uh, is because they were uh, paving the way to get the water to my brewery. Oh, so we got point. two good things we out got of two that. Two good things. I'm getting, right. I'm getting great water to New York City, and I have these things. Anyway, we laid them out, and they're gorgeous and they're beautiful, and uh, that's what's happening with that. I'm really excited to get them into and make them a bar. I want to drink on them after I clean it with muriatic acid. Of course. <laughs> of course. Got to clean. People can walk on them. Um, <clears throat> uh, other things. Uh, coming up after New York City Beer Week is over, uh, after we have our Rupert's Cup Award on Saturday the uh, 4th at Barcade. Barcade, food truck, noon to three. Uh, come there because it'll be fun. It's pay as you go. Be cool. We'll find out which Long Island City this year uh, brewery, <laughs> which Long Island City brewery wins it this year. <laughs> now there's more than one, yeah. Well, there's more than one. There's four. Yeah. Like the fifth will be a fifth hammer, so they say. Um, Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> no, well, no, it's a, it kind of just so happens. There are, there's actually there's already five breweries in, in, Long, or in Long Island City, mm-hmm. but uh, the, one of them doesn't have a tap room. So Iconic doesn't have a tap room uh, available. So you can, you can drink their beer, but you can't go to their, go to their place. So I'll be the fifth tap room, and fifth, fifth Hammer will be the fifth tap room All right. in, in Long Island City, but not the fifth brewery. Are we going to put that on a T-shirt or something? Not the not the fifth tap room. Or, or fifth, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to word it. Anyway, when when Beer Week ends, I, the next really groovy event that uh, that we're a part of that we're excited about is Winter's Grind. It's our third year doing it. It's going to be at uh, Arrogant Swine. Is we're going to be celebrating uh, New York City breweries, New York City homebrewers, and uh, New York City made sausages. So it's going to be a giant sausage party with a lot of really great beer. Um, there's, I'm not trying to be, look, look, everybody's laughing in the studio. Sorry. You're probably laughing at home, but it just sounds funny because you guys have dirty minds. That's all. Um, and then the National Home Brewers Competition uh, at, at Case, Kings County Brewers Collective, uh, Northeast Regionals, we're running on, on uh, March 24th and 25th. If you are a BJCP judge, uh, please go to brewingcompetition.com and sign up to lend us your palate. And if you are not qualified to judge, uh, but still want to help us make this thing happen, uh, we can use your, your assistance by stewarding. And um, and you had one other thing, uh, pun and drone. Pun, oh, God. Uh, so uh, uh, if, we have any, if we have any Jewish listeners, you might know that. Um, the uh, What we essentially call a Jewish Halloween, or Purim, is coming up. Um, and it's like a silly holiday where you dress up and... Uh, 
my my friend uh, Gabriella is uh, the editor of uh, Juicy.com, as I've written some articles for Juicy.com about brewing. Um, and they are putting together a uh, the version, the Jewish version of Punderdom. Um, it's going to be at Halyards on um, not next Monday, but the Monday after at 8 p.m. Um, so if you really want to, if you've ever wanted to participate in Punderdom and you have a lot of uh, Jewish puns, definitely you should come or you should sign up to be a contestant. So it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really silly. Definitely uh, check it out. It's on Facebook and, uh, and on Juicy.com. And that has to do with fermentation because they sell lots of really great yeah, fermented Halyards beer is a there. wonderful, wonderful bar. <laughs> I've never been there. Um, today's episode, I'm so excited for today's episode. Uh, really, really special to me, actually, because uh, we have two of my favorite people in the beer scene um, that I've known as homebrewers for, for, for years. Um, I, I'm just going to go right into it. Jeff Lyons, thank you for coming to Foment About It uh, today. You are the man. I've known you for a really long time, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, you've... <laughs> How long? You were very special to me because of, of, of some previous uh, experiences that we've had together. Um, but you used to work. Tell us about yourself. Who the hell are you? How did this? How how did we come to know each other today? How are you here today? Oh man! First of all, right now he, he's a brewer for for uh, Keg and Lantern Brewing Company currently. Um, but you've had a long journey uh, getting getting to, to there. So. Uh, absolutely, and you were entirely integral to probably every single piece of it. In some way or another. Um, yeah, so I started homebrewing, found the Brooklyn Bruisers Homebrew Club, also found the New York City Homebrewers Guild, and those were amazing outlets to continue to learn at the pace that I was absorbing, like the most rabid sponge that ever existed. Uh, just trying to take all the knowledge I possibly could from all of you experienced homebrewers and somewhat commercial brewers that were attending those meetings. And so I believe I met you quickly, briefly at some point through the homebrewers guild and uh yeah started looking up to you and, right, and yeah no, Ser- I'm, being, I'm being serious <laughs> um and then yeah uh decided quickly after i started homebrewing that i knew what i wanted to do for the rest of my life what and, were you doing before that uh, office jobs mm-hmm. bunch of nonsense running messenger centers things that Will kill your soul quickly, mm-hmm. but you. But you also. I mean, you, uh, D- you're you were a soulful. D- there you go. DJ'd uh, certainly. That was the fun part. That was there the upside. Uh, yeah. So I, I DJ'd for a living for. I've a little never while. seen you without a shirt that wasn't with some real. He's wearing a Fela Kuti shirt today. Um, you guys were miles. Oh man, you're all over the place, man. The, yeah, you're, and this is sort of a thing back and forth with us. Yeah, your absolutely. interest is diverse, and I, and, I, oh, yeah. and of course, as a musician, I, I dig on that. Yeah, because to me, the parallel of, of, of brewing and music is is, is strong. Um, so when you decided that you wanted to do it with the, for the rest of your life, what were your steps from there? Uh, just dive in, continue to learn as much as I could. Uh, started going at the home brew at an insane rate. Uh, I mean, brewing like two, three times a week, which is not for consumption. That's for learning and, mm-hmm. you know, continuing to push forward and try new things. Right, because uh, you're not allowed to brew more than 100 gallons per year, so you wouldn't do that, you know, that a household. So you would throw that away because it was a learning experience, right? Because uh, you know, unless you had two people in your house, then you can do 200 well, gallons Well, I did have two people. <laughs> and oh, yeah, if you have people in your house every yeah. day, counting the number. And I think you can count your cats correctly. Uh, yeah, of course. Definitely. I believe so, yeah. The Voltron fish, cats, yeah. like, they, they you know, put them together and they're like... They're, and if you yeah. have an Alexa, she's a person. 
it's pretty <laughs> but, okay, scary. But, okay, yeah. but you uh, you ended up uh, uh, you started getting you so, got a yeah, gig. So we we went we you know continued plugging away at that uh, and yeah I was trying everything I could to get my foot in the door somewhere and Ben and Danielle at the uh, at, at Brooklyn Homebrew were the first first suckers. No, they were they were amazing. They uh, they gave me a job that allowed me to continue to learn and dive in deeper and make money off of beer and be you know a, a deeper part of this community and it also allowed me a little bit of freedom of schedule which let me come and help you out a little bit at 508 and that and at brooklyn uh brooklyn homebrew uh with benjamin and danielle uh, they they were the hub they were at the time before bitterness was open they were the, they were the only homebrew club in new york city and they really did a lot for bringing a lot more people to the new york city brewing scene and I'm going to say this now because it's New York City Beer Week and we're really excited about what's been going on here. It, in 2011, uh, well, they opened in, what, 2010? Maybe 2009, I think. Um, you know, there were only six breweries in New York City making beer. Now, today, there's 26 breweries in New York City, and that's in large part due to uh, the, the homebrewing scene that has kind of cultivated this, this, this growth and the support of it. And uh, so, what you were you were fighting the good fight at, at, at Brooklyn Homebrew, and I bring that up to say that you guys also you did Brooklyn work, you did uh, you guys were able to be pretty experimental, and you served you were always making different things there and teaching yep. classes. Absolutely, and and you know to the theme of your show, the heart of your show, it, it went beyond beer. Beer was the major mm-hmm. part of it, but it, it certainly went beyond that. But yeah, teaching classes beginners classes all the way up to before i left i was teaching sour classes and brett beer classes and things that are a little bit maybe further advanced than just here's how you actually make beer right Uh, which was which was pretty cool and also a huge leap of faith for ben and danielle to let me dive in and try something like that i remember when you were doing it you basically took a bunch of wort and separated into a lot of different little batches to under the same conditions for with different sour Inoculation. Sure, that was sort of the backbone of the class. Was that was the main experiment? But yeah, mm-hmm. just it's fun foreshadowing because there's another guy in the room that uh, kind of he kind of gets into a, a decent amount of that stuff, and uh, you might recognize his voice from episode 128, ladies and gentlemen, Brett Taylor. Hello, <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> we're gonna come back to you though. In a second right. about that. Back to Jeff. Okay, so so you uh, yeah you you were able to help me a little bit at 508. Um, then we closed 508, and all of a sudden there's no there's no place to to, to do anything in a. a what happened from there? Uh, so uh, another fine gentleman named Chris, uh, Chris Prout, put me on at Greenpoint. Uh, so that kind of goes from the the bottle shop and bar, Browery Lane. Uh, Eric Olson and Chris Prout were there from before day one, and they spent five years sort of cultivating their palate in a excellent bottle shop and bar. And <clears throat> Ed Raven, the owner of that establishment opened a brewery in Browery Lane. I mean, uh, sorry, Green, Greenpoint. Yeah, Greenpoint Beer and Ale. And uh, Chris and Eric made that happen and very quickly after they got going decided that they or realized that they needed a little bit of help so they brought me on about half the week. Uh, so yeah, I was able to go and, and learn more at a commercial scale and a little bit larger scale than we were working at 508. Uh, yeah, and I just couldn't have had two better people to really push the boundaries of, you know, the, the cutting edge of cleanliness and mm-hmm. sanitation and just 
never cutting a corner, no matter right. what. Right. Just absolutely doing what everything saying, not to like the hill. <laughs> so, uh, so to put this in perspective, first of all, what kind of beers did you like making when you were working at Brooklyn Brew Shop or uh, Brooklyn Humber? Humber, thank you. Uh, my heart certainly started drifting very early on towards sour beer. Mm-hmm. Sour beer, hundred percent Britannomyces beer. Uh, yeah. And then uh, you worked with me at at, at, uh, at five hundred eight. Oh, so I bring that up to say, and you were doing most of your brewing then on the stove with a gas burner uh, at, yep. in five gallon batches. Absolutely. And then at five hundred eight Astro Brewery, we were brewing uh, one and a half barrels, uh, or about boiling about you know seventy, eighty, eighty gallons of wort, uh, yielding probably uh, one and a half barrels or almost two at the end with an electric system. Yep. Then you went to Greenpoint Beer and Ales, brewing five barrels at a time. Five barrels, uh, gas-fired, uh, direct fire. Direct fire, uh, and sometimes doing two bat, two barrel or two batches into ten. More ten times than not. More times two than batches not. in so a day. Yeah, two batches in a day. So never, uh, never a day after or what? Uh, only when we. So we have a five barrel system there, and at some point. About a year or so into that, uh, we doubled capacity. We brought in two 20-barrel fermenters. So that's four batches that have to be brewed to, to fill that. So there would be two double days consecutively. Mm-hmm. So you were brewing above ground, then to the basement with me, and then back above ground. And where are you now? Now we are back in the basement. <laughs> okay. And how many, how many barrels? <laughs> we, are, we're, we brew at Keg and Lantern. We brew three-barrel three barrel batches at a time. We have 10 fermenters, and so we've figured out a way to sort of step on the accelerator and brew essentially every every weekday. And that's where we are right now. We're going to take a really quick break, and we're going to get back, and we're going to talk about what kind of beers you're making, what uh, what kind of interests you have now, and the, and the future of Kegging Lantern, and who you're brewing with, yeah. and all that stuff. All right. Ferment about it. Do you love craft beer, the diversity of styles and flavors, the stories of small brewery businesses and the communities behind today's craft beer movement? If so, you'll love craftbeer.com, published by the Brewers Association. Whether you tasted your first craft beer 30 years ago or just caught the bug last week, craftbeer.com is the number one destination for beer education, news, and recipes. Looking for a local brewery? Use the internet's most robust brewery finder to discover your new favorite place. Want to get geeky about your favorite beer style or find the perfect pairing for dinner? Craftbeer.com is the leading authority and can help. Celebrate the best of American beer. Visit craftbeer.com today. Hey, welcome back to Foment About It on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. This is episode 195. Rachel, it's 195. Oh my god, we're what? five off from our uh, from our famed two from our famed, episodes. Yeah, which means episode. we have to call Dave Krako because he's like <laughs> every fifty. <laughs> every yeah, every fifty episodes. Get the mad scientist episodes. back in here. Tell us about repairing boats and making <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we're here in the studio with Jeff Lyons and Brett Taylor, who you might recognize from uh, episode 128. Brett on, Brett, Brett, on Brett, Brett with Brett Taylor. With Brett, <laughs> come on, say something, Brett. Um, hello. Hello. Hey, All right. Um, let's dive to you just really, qu- really quick because you now, where do you work now? 
I work at Kagan Lantern Brewing Company. But last time you were here, you were work, working. I was a cartographer at the Wall Street Journal. There you go. <laughs> That's and very when different. did you take the leap? And tell us what tell us what happened since last time you were on was July fifth, July of two thousand fifteen, uh, I think. And and uh, what, so the journey from there to, to now. Yeah, no, plans. My my history is is very similar to Jeff's. I mean, just dove into home brewing and and made more beer than I could possibly drink, and you know, got pretty quickly into making sour beer and and Britannomyces forward beers, and that's why I think we're trying to put together the dream team here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and then and I had been looking for the right opportunity to get into uh, commercial brewing full time. Um, and, and I had, I started working one day a week at strong rope brewery and, um, you know, Jason's one of my best friends. And, and so we, you know, we took, he, he took me on, I was like his first brew house employee. Uh, and you know, we did some fun stuff there. And then, uh, I kept talking to Jeff and he was like, every time the third brewer job would open up at Greenpoint, I was like, eh, I'm close, but it's not quite the right time. And then the stars aligned. I, um, when um, D- Danielle and Ben of um, Brooklyn Homebrew um, picked up to move to the to Portland, Oregon, um, Ben's job was available, and the the Keg and Lantern jobs have always been kind of hand me downs. Um, there's a direct line of friendship between everybody who's ever worked there, <laughs> and so uh, that that job became available, and I went I went for it, and um, at the same time, the Wall Street Journal announced buyouts, so I took it. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty all right. Um, so now you you have been, and this is when uh, PJ Allen uh, yep. was was there. And where is PJ now? He's uh, at West Kill, at West um, in, which is yeah up 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 the Hudson somewhere. He's um, he's going to be making a lot of mixed fermentation beers in a good proper farmhouse brewery. And uh, he's he's at the moment he's helping to install the brew house. He's um, he's um, Making pilot batches and he's uh, he's making maple syrup. So, and so now yeah. you and you and Jeff are are running the show over there. And what kind of beers are you making, Jeff? What's uh, what's what, what's rolling? Let's open this crowler. Uh, One of the first it. people I, to have crowlers in the uh, city. Yeah, right, uh, I do have to say before we start <clears throat> before we get that far that I'm I'm absolutely stoked. And I think half of the reason that I took this job was to be able to work with with Brett. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, Brett, wait, Brett, the person or Brett, Brett Nomices, the uh, oh no, our friend, uh, other that, friend. that that's just sort of comes with me, no <laughs> matter with where Brett. I go. You can't, you can't like shake Brett, also, Brett Taylor's hand without getting, Brett. coming away with Brett Nomices. On yeah, your. Brett Nomices and me are we're kind of a package deal. So you know, you know, if I'm going to be there, so yeah, so is Brett the yeast. So. That's that's double. Yeah, yeah, absolutely for both of us. Yeah, yep, exactly. So. So, but okay. So at Keg and Lantern, uh, you have twenty lines. No, you have twenty five lines, right? Um. 25, 26, probably 26, maybe well, we have 24. T- we have 10 serving tanks. No, no, no. no, 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 no. The then lines then we, have a bunch of, we have a bunch of kegs as well. Yeah, we have, so, we, uh, I, I yeah. believe we actually have 22, 22 unique lines. Yes. Yes. I'm not saying unique. I'm saying uh, just line taps at the bar. Oh. It's 25, I thought, right? We should go and count. I, I, I think it's 22 and a cask. Okay. But, okay, but you have 10 of your own. We Don't have. I counted. I, I looked at the menu today, actually, for another reason, and yeah. we were. We have seventeen unique beers of ours oh, brewed in house oh. on online. Right that's now. righteous. Well, it's beer week. And we have other beers no, that are offline is, right now too. It's all the time. This is very regular. That's yeah. awesome. I thought. Yeah. Okay, so I yeah. thought the serving tank split into two, um, and we're always serving. Uh, so yeah. Food. So the, 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 the doubling up twenty. Of, 20 equal 10. 
is what I'm yeah, saying. Right. right. Nope. But so we have we have those, and then we have a dozen. Doesn't on top of that. Doesn't oh, draft good. lines, yeah. which which we have seven of right now, six of uh, plus a cast. My head wow. and mind are so buried in the pint before me that I, I have not noticed. <laughs> yeah, tell us about this uh, this crawler that you just cracked open. Uh, yeah, so we are fortunate enough to have a crawler machine, which I think that at this point there's there's less than a handful in the city still. Um, and that's a portmanteau for a can and growler. You got it. Uh, so thirty two ounces of hopefully greatness in a in a very large and impressive can that would make my look hands look like <laughs> Donald Trump's. And, uh, hey, uh, oh, and actually, um, you got so, an orange hue going on. So let's talk about the beer. I'm uh, more sorry, sorry. Yeah, what's uh, So, so this beer that we're pouring right now is called Mistaken Identity. Uh, this is brewed, we're fermented with uh, Saccharomyces trois, Sac trois. Uh, thus the name. So the quick history of that is that this was sold to home brewers and commercial brewers as Britannomyces Trois, Brett Trois, for a number of years. And then they did some DNA coding and realized that it's actually Saccharomyces, uh, even though it behaves and kicks off a lot of flavor, just like Britannomyces. So thus the name Mistaken Identity. Uh, but <clears throat> this particular beer actually holds the current record for number of pounds of hops in a brew at Keg and at Lantern. At Keg and Lantern? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is, by, uh, yeah, no, it is uh, super hoppy. Um, we, I, I mean, it, we, it, we will soon break that record, probably this week, because <laughs> yeah. uh, we did not clog the chiller with this batch. Oh, that's right. great. So that means there's room for more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have a number on the uh, pounds of hops in this? Oh, God. <laughs> that uh, many, huh? Pounds I per think, barrel. I think they were... 12, 12, 12 in the Whirlpool. 12 in Whirlpool. So all, all flame-out hops, nothing nothing earlier in the boil. Uh, mm-hmm. Flame-out, everything goes in. And then I believe we did probably six or nine pounds dry hop. Two, two, or, two or three pounds uh, per barrel. Per barrel in a, in a five-barrel batch. In, for, for a dry hop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, a, it's really big. And, you, and you're getting a really great play with that sac trois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, this big this beer was kind of like the the it's it it's a little bit of a changing in the guard beer because we this is the second time we brewed it and the first time was uh, PJ and I were, were sort of we had the Sactois. I think he brought it on because he knew I used it a lot, um, and and so we started to make this. You're like, well, how are we want to make this? So I gave him I gave him the ingredients that I wanted to use. He picked the ratios, and then in the second time, Jeff like tweaked it all to like Jeff's way of like. Yeah. Extra hops all at the end, so, it became, so it's actually it has all three of our of our fingerprints on on this beer. Um, I, lo- I love that. I love that. There's a piece of all of you in, the, in yeah, yeah, on yeah. this one. Uh, Jeff, when did you take this job? How, how, Jesus, probably been six six or eight weeks ago. Six or eight weeks? Yeah, that's probably a stretch. It's probably been five to six weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. It's a, all the uh, uh, yeah. We had a we had a quick quick switch over with with Patrick with PJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before he took off upstate, um, and yeah, we've just kind of been running full force through walls since then. What uh, you guys? So, oh, the question I was going to go to when I started thinking about focusing on the number of, of taps you had uh, at five oh eight, I only had six lines. Right, I'm very jealous of all the lines that you have right now. There's a lot more room for play, playing and stuff. But uh, uh, at five oh eight, we did not sell anybody else's beer. Do you? And and uh, you know. You said seventeen of them are yours, right? Yes. So I, I you know, the, 
Do you want to know what they are? Yeah, yeah we, tell we, us we have. Tell us about ones. the range, because for me, well, you know, it's, it's hard to to find a range that pleases everybody. And then I guess what I'm trying to lead this this conversation towards is, you know, is there going to be a shift in in uh, where where the weight lies um, by way of styles? I mean, you guys. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? We, uh, <laughs> we're, well, I, I, I believe, so there's a cider and there are four beers that are really widely distributed beers uh, that you'll find in almost any sort of generic bar that you might walk into. Sure, so that satisfies that customer for, for that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but I think PJ laid an amazing groundwork uh, of really solid um many sort of brewing classic styles Mm -hmm. uh types of beers just amazingly well executed beers uh and i think that we're able to be fortunate enough to stand on his shoulders of what he created and be able to just push forward uh and be a little bit more state-of-the-art and sort of he did a lot of work to get a lot of people into craft beer mm-hmm. and a lot more flavor flavorful beers yeah. and i think that we're the beneficiaries of that where we can now push those pellets even further and try to move beers like this and yeah. it, it seems to be somewhat successful it's awesome it's awesome you uh you recently had a collaboration uh released yesterday it was uh yeah i hung out at your place tell us a little about that yeah uh so lineup brewing uh Katerina Martinez, who actually has been a, a super supporter, I think, of Keg and Lantern. And when I was at Greenpoint, she was she was super supportive of, of that brewery as well. And just an all-around fun person to be around. Uh, so she is in the process of just getting lineup brewing up and going. And we were hanging out at your birthday party, actually, <laughs> uh, at the Diamond a few weeks ago. And... and the idea of a collaboration came up and very quickly happened and so that we could have some some extra fun during beer week uh and we released the beer yesterday so she came in into our brew house and we brewed uh a, a version of her esp it was really delicious it is really delicious you can find it there uh, and only there right uh, up till now, yes. Till I now. believe that we have one keg that's going over to Banter Bar. Oh, nice. But, yeah, yeah cool. otherwise in-house at Keg and Lantern. Um, my birthday. So you saw me for my birthday, and so there's a club called Cobra. It's the Codgers of... of, uh, of uh, I don't know. Something about it. Real ale. Uh, what's the B? I forget the B. Anyway, uh, Codgers... Oh, well... I'm, I don't, not worthy of this club. Anyway, we'll look it the, up and we'll do a correction uh, next great, week. Great, thanks, thank you. Well, I've all, I've wanted to be part of this club for a couple of years now. They or they start, maybe a year and a half. They started this club um, at the Diamond. Diamond Dave, like he, he has a real strong appreciation for Cascale, um, and they started this club. And you have to be forty to be part of the club. At least that's the running joke. So I turned forty and I bribed my w- way into the club with one of your Cascales or uh, with the bitter <laughs> that you guys made. Um, it, and it was uh, I just can't thank you enough. But I want. Uh, are you going to continue with cask ale over there, and is there going to be a, a separate direction of what's in the cask ale, or is there an expected? Is there, do you have a, Do you have any sort of of, a, of, of religion on cask, cask ales and how they should, what they should be? Um, I do not. I enjoy an absolutely traditional cask ale, and I think that uh, PJ really enjoyed that side of things, mm-hmm. and I think he experimented a little bit, and I think we will experiment a whole lot. But I will never stop doing very traditional styles very you know 
It's very old school style, Cascale. There's something beautiful about that. I, I stand by my, my love for you from the beginning of this show. <laughs> You're very special to me. For this reason, I freaking love Cascale. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing that is probably done way too little. Uh, yeah. Way yeah. underappreciated. Yeah. Uh, PJ, uh, I mean, sorry, <laughs> Brett, uh, with, with PJ, uh, you guys brewed a beer for this year's uh, Smash Ale. Yeah. Uh, for, with the, tell us about the, what the Smash Ale project is for New York City Beer Week uh, and, and then what you guys did. Um, I, I actually don't know a lot about it other than to say that it, it was sort of a supposed to be like a simultap kind of situation. What and, does simultap mean? Oh, that means where uh, everybody puts them on on kind of at the same time on 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 draft. Um, although we cheated and put us, put us on a little early. What? We, we tapped okay. it Friday. I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. Well, right, uh, I- you, know, you know, sometimes people make menus up and it <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. coincide with when things get tapped. Sometimes you know that Friday's going to be crazy, and Thursday you got to get shit Thursday done. Thursday is yeah. the new Friday. Thursday, that's yeah, that's right. right. Um, so the Simultap is basically something we started two years ago uh, to try and get uh, something cool happening on Friday nights that wasn't an event that took away from the bars itself as the New York City Brewers Guild for Beer Week. Um, and at that time, we were like, okay, everybody make their own beer, or whatever it's going to be, and uh, we'll just try and we'll get a special beer to everybody put on at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock on that Friday, drive people to the bars. But uh, at the same time, we started a smash ale project, state malt and state hop beer project, uh, where we basically sent in uh, options from New York State to all the New York City Brewers Guild members. We all voted on what those what ingredients, what three ingredients of both hops and of malt would be, and we all had to make our own recipe with that. And it wasn't necessarily for Simultap, but it was something to celebrate throughout the week of New York City Beer Week. This year, we decided to kind of combine the two. So the Simultap part was combined with this Mash Ale project, and so that on Friday, everybody would tap them for the first time, but it would, that's not the only time you'll see them. So that was Friday. Sorry, guys, you missed it, but there's news. There's good news. We still got the Smash Ale all over town, Every, and this year, instead of being three different state malts and three different state hops, they are just one curated by our friend Jason Saylor of, of, uh, of Strong Rope, who who has who has like the deepest connection between uh, with with the New York State farmers of d- with doing malt and hops, um, and so we had him choose, um, and that choosing was based on kind of efficiency uh, and ability to get the amount of hops to service the needs, and that's one of the the, the challenges that we find in New York State, uh, both for New York City State uh, farm licensed breweries, is uh, the, the the quantity that we have access to. Um, so that's why the, the kind was chosen, and what what uh, what malt and what hops were were chosen this year for this project. Uh, uh, so it was a uh, New York craft malt. Uh, p- uh, the pale malt, mm-hmm. uh, which does get really good efficiency, and it's a, it's a pretty tasty malt. And then uh, Willet Cascades, um, which are which are nice. Yeah, they they uh, I, I I actually find uh, East Coast Cascades, especially Long Island, but but um, to to a little bit lesser extent um, up uh, you know upstate Western New York, etc. To be to, to throw off like a um, a juicy fruit kind of character. Yes, absolutely. I, um, so absolutely. They're, they're, when handled well, they they, they do some fun things. Um, so yeah, ours in particular, we used um, we used sacral. You sacked well. Right, whatever you no know. No way. Yeah. Who <laughs> um, <laughs> it follows me around just like Brett does. Um, so you sacked well, and uh, what what kind of style are you, are you calling it? Well, it's a pale ale. Um, it uh, it might be the the worst attenuation I've ever experienced with uh, with um, Sactois. Just it didn't really want to get down, mm-hmm. and um, and and we have a we have a, a tradition at Keg and Lantern um, that predates me of of 
things going wrong with the smash beer. I know that PJ <laughs> PJ had his worst stuck mash of all time, making it a couple yeah. years ago. This year we had a um, we had a temperature probe, the the tri clamp on a temperature probe come off, and we just started blasting, you know. Pre-boil, just just below boiling temperature wort Jeez, out the back out the, of our, oh, the back of our that's uh, horrible <laughs> boiled kettle, which um, fun. I brilliantly thought I could put my hand over it Ooh. while while uh, and hold it in place while PJ picked up the tri clamp. Oh man, yeah, that lasted that's, about three and a half seconds before. That's a long time, dude. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot water. That's crazy. How's yeah. your hand? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I was wearing I was workers wearing workers comp. I was wearing I was wearing the you know the the big long okay. brewers gloves. Well, so. at least there's that, but there's yeah, still yeah, the, tra- the heat yeah. transfer on that. Um, so I had a pl- the pleasure of, of drinking this beer, and I think it's I think it's really cool. I, I really like it. It, it you, there it, it is a little under twenty for 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 you know is what you would expect for for Sactois, but I still think it's delicious. It, the, the residual sugars in there kind of make it like this giant hop candy, and it just kind of like really like uh, a kind of. Saltwater taffy or caramel kind of kind of thing that that uh, is is really really hip, and you get that juicy fruit thing from that, those hops and dancing from that's just from that sac trois. So it's yeah, kind of really yeah. fun, and so I'm really excited for the rest of the week to taste everybody else's uh, what they've done with this malt and. Mm-hmm. and uh, so where can we find out where to get these? Oh, there's an app for that. Oh, there's Rachel. an app for that. <laughs> there's an app for that. Uh, you go to nycbeerweek.com and you can uh, get the app that says that uh, it's called NYC Beer Week, and uh, oh. you'll have things that if the bars have done their due diligence and thrown on that they have it. Or you can go to Beer Menus. Actually, they're one of our sponsors for our opening bash. Um, they're really great about putting on uh, or, or bars to have used them for a long time for uh, listing what what uh, beers they have on tap. And beermenus.com is a great place uh, to find out what's going on in, in New York City. Do you guys have any excited uh, uh, beers in the lineup that you're excited to, to start brewing uh, in, the, in the plans and in the creation area? Or or even in plans. I, uh, uh, yeah, I think yes yeah. on both. I think that uh, I have a few things that were sort of points of pride. Uh, sort of we were talking about Brett following us, Brett Tandemices following us around wherever we go, and that's sort of part of who we are. Uh, we finally got a Brett beer in the tanks uh, last week, and that is very close to completion, so that's very exciting. We uh, we got some lacto into our boil kettle, or in, yeah, into our boil kettle over the weekend. Uh, so we have a, a, a Berliner Weiss coming very quickly and, uh, you know, many, many quick sour beers to lop on top of our, our long-term sour beers that we, we continue to make. Uh, and then a, a brewer's point of pride for me was getting a, a pills yeast in and getting a pills in the tank. So yes. I, I feel like these are huge steps towards uh, us sort of like I said, standing on PJ's shoulders on the foundation he provided for us and just kind of running 100 miles an hour forward and sort of sort of putting our own footprints on this thing and, and continuing to stomp forward. Yeah. Brett, and, you're still homebrewing a lot, too. Uh, not as much as I used to. It's uh, so, so I had the pleasure of drinking one of your beers, apparently, uh, recently. Yeah. Rally. Um, yeah, I, I got some lovely notes back on my... Uh, on my my goose. Uh, so when? What do you mean? It was a goose. Um, it 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 got a uh, yeah. Chris was was one of the judges. It was a. It wasn't the, one of the ones I, I I shot down. Apparently, <laughs> thankfully, he was like, "Hey, you, uh, you gave me notes on." I mean, you 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 judged my uh, my framboise as well, and and uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, you pointed out this, some of the same problems that I 
I knew, though you guys didn't. You guys didn't ding me for the THC that was going on. Okay, well, THC. Maybe somebody else had it stronger. I know what. Yeah, I thought that would have made it better. What does it say about me that I I can say tetrahydropyridine, but I can't get the acronym right? Yeah, right. There might have been one right before yours that was like super heavy, and so yours might have been comparison. Tetrahydropyridine, by the way, is 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 the Captain Crunch or or. Yeah, the sort of cor- corny breakfast cereal note that happens in young sour beer. So, so that's so young sour beer. Yes. Uh, are there other methods to prevent it that that, uh, that you know? I, I you think it's a, kind of a confusing area for a lot. Of people. Uh, yeah, because the science is not well. There's it's nobody's studying it that closely. It's basically people on the milk the funk. You know, right. probably are the experts on it, and uh, it it happens at bottling time. Yeah. Generally, at packaging time, and it's so it, I presume it's some sort of oxidizing effect, but it yeah. goes away. Brett yeah. scrubs it out. It generally ages out. So, yeah, yeah. if you have yeah. those at home, sit, on, sit on it. Just wait. Yeah. Stop serving it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you sit on both accounts, Jeff. Uh, back to that other Yeah, question. yeah. So, we, we don't have anything definitive, but we, as a company, are certainly putting a, a full force search on for a a new larger location uh in which to be able to brew more beer at once uh and therefore more beer in general um yeah so we we uh we're, we seem to be fairly close but no news as of today but yeah we we should be able to open a 10 barrel facility certainly by the end of the year we're, we're hoping for in the next six months and we plan to bring lots of sour beer too Ooh. Um, there, there are fooders waiting to be ordered, which makes my heart sing. Yeah. I love this. I love this. Um, and I think that's about the time that we have, but, so, uh, uh, where Brett, can we find you on the internet, guys? Um, so we, we certainly have a website <laughs> for, for Keg and Lantern. Thank you. Uh, there's a Facebook, there's an Instagram, uh, yeah. And it's at Keg and Lantern, right? Yes, is that yes, Kegger Lantern? <laughs> and uh, and your but yours is DJ DJ Offbeat DJ is Offbeat. my Instagram, and you can find me on Facebook that way as well. And Brett, your beers nerd, beers nerd, <laughs> beers nerd. <laughs> um, I, it's it's such a pleasure to have you back on the show, Brett. And, pleasure and to be I'm here. So happy and proud that that you made the leap and uh, and that you took that freaking package because yeah. I think that that yeah I think that you're just going to make life taste better uh, joining this team and and uh, keep doing what you're doing, Jeff, because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love you so much. And, I love uh, you so much. I mean, I love you too, Brett. So much. Both love of you. Right back so, at so you. So much. Uh, thanks for joining us on Foment about it. Hit Keg and Lantern there. What's the address of Keg and Lantern? We are at 97 Nassau Avenue in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Steps from the G train stop, Steps. like literally the same block. Yep, yep. And it's a great walking tour to do to do that. Uh, Greenpoint Beer and Ales, Absolutely. Brooklyn Brewery, Turst is right there. That's right. Uh, Beer Street is not far either. There's a great. There's so much good stuff in there. There's a Shane Famous Foods around the corner. I mean, and uh, there's a brewery going to open up uh, about ten blocks north of you guys too, probably in, in the next few years. I'm not sure how public knowledge that is, but we will talk about that at a later date. It's Ooh. Exciting stuff. Ooh, Love you all. Happy Foment about it. Beer Week. Well, no, New York Happy City New Beer York Week. Happy New York City Beer Week. <laughs> Wish <laughs> we were sponsoring it. <laughs> New York we'll City be Beer around, Week. Certainly. See you soon.
Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.